0: We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 9th, 2010. And today we're going to be just doing another current event, weekly Bible study. Uh, Some of the topics we'll be talking about in kind of generalities. Uh, We're going to be talking about Obama to call World Summit if the Middle East talks fail. Uh... Then we're going to be looking at some Bible verses in that regarding that this the whole uh, this new book that's come out called the Israel Omen and uh, looking a lot at Obama in his targeting of Israel. Uh, one of the articles is Obama's U.S. government-sponsored anti-Israel attitude expands as Jerusalem mayor is shunned by top U.S. officials. Another, how Obama is keeping his Muslim scheme under wraps because Obama is a, a Muslim. He may be a closet Muslim, but he is. Uh, and then how there may be events that are setting the stage for the prophesied destruction of Syria's capital, Damascus. We'll be looking at that. <clears throat> and then we're going to be doing a little study on how the government has admitted that they actually protect opium in Afghanistan. Now, and you will will be hearing actual news clips from Geraldo Rivera where they were over there and admitting to this. Um, and along those lines, I also included a couple clips of um, one of them is called the MENA Connection, how Bush, the Clintons, and the CIA were all involved in drug smuggling. And before you dismiss that, The Bible says, he that judgeth the matter, before he heareth it, is a folly and a shame unto him. You better hear it first, because it's all documented, it's all been proven, and uh, it's really not, as far as being debatable, if you look at the facts in totality, it's overwhelming. Um, Then there was a video that I had purchased a long time ago called the Clinton Chronicles, and you can actually go watch it up on YouTube, that also further chronicles this. Unbelievable information, Uh, just amazing stuff. And then we're going to be looking at how the Democrats have pledged to uh, bring in a national biometric ID card uh, in the next few months. We'll be looking at uh, the uh, sexual slavery of children on Main Street, USA. We'll be looking at that as well briefly. And um, uh, kind of an unusual story on evangelical churches aligning with Antichrist numerology. And uh, it's a very interesting study today. It's, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. And the occult significance behind the numerology of um, 2012 and also uh, the number 11. We'll be looking at a little bit of Tom Horn's research regarding that. very fascinating synopsis of his new book, uh, Apollyon Rising 2012. Then we're going to be giving you some survival, uh, a little bit of information on um, some survival tips. I know I've been doing this the last couple uh, teachings that we've been doing. Giving you some survival guidelines. And then that will be the conclusion of the study. So let's go ahead... And uh, just give you a few Bible verses here right off the top. Psalm 24, verses 1 through 6, which is a psalm of David. The Bible says, The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. Now, you've heard me quote that if you want to know where it's at. It's Psalm 24, 1. Now, what you can always do is, if you know part of a verse in your head, but you don't know where it's at, just go up to Blue Letter Bible on the internet and just key that in in the search box. That's what I do. I mean, I know there's other uh, programs you can use, just a sword searcher and these types of ones. I tend to use Blue Letter Bible a lot, um, more for a convenience standpoint than anything. It's got a little, there are little boxes, there's six little boxes off to the left. You'll see them, they're blue. And they have different letters, and one stands for concordance, and another stands for commentary, or whatever. And you can, you can run your cursor over them, and it tells you what it's for. And, um, you know, not to always say the commentary is correct, or, or biblically correct, I should say. Um, but it is a good resource to be able to go up there and really quickly... Be able to break down a Bible verse or find out where that particular word occurs in the Bible and in the uh, either the Hebrew or the Greek meaning of that word. underlying. it depends if you're New or Old Testament, but it's it's a good really good resource. Um, so the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, of the world and they that dwell therein. So I see everything belongs to God, everything, you know. He owns the cattle and a thousand. He he owns it all. So, um, you know. That's something to always bear in mind um, regarding even areas that you may see in your town or, or areas where it seems that wickedness has taken over. It's only a temporary thing. God owns it all. And uh, I like to claim those things back for God, you know, and, and, um, because the, the devil is just a usurper. He's just infiltrated, and it's a temporary situation is really the reality of it. Um, we always need to keep our eyes fixed on uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2 says, For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? So this is two questions. The answer is verse 4 and 5 where it says, He that hath clean hands and a pure heart who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. So clean hands, um, a pure heart. Now, these are things that you can only obtain through the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, and these are things that you can pray for. You know, If your hands are dirty in, in the Lord's eyes, and the Bible says all of sin and come short of the glory of God, and that our righteousness are as filthy rags, uh, apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, I should say uh, these are things you can pray for oh Lord, give me a pure heart and clean hands uh, let me not my soul be lifted unto vanity, which is also very easy to do, nor sworn deceitfully we 're not supposed to swear by really anything according to New Testament um, scripture just let your yea be yea and your nay be nay is what the Bible says you say yes or no you know that that 's Um, that's where we need to go with that. So verse 5, then it says, He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. So anyway, I just want to kind of go over those, start things off that way with some scripture. And uh, we'll go ahead and get into the first part of the study here. This is entitled, from Cutting Edge, this is... uh, Obama to call for a world summit if Middle East peace talks fail. U.S. President Barack Obama has told several European leaders that if the Israeli-Palestinian talks remain stalemated into September-October, he will convene an international summit on achieving Middle East peace. Now again, there is no such thing as Middle East peace between the Muslims and and the Jews. It's never going to happen, ever. Why? Because, primarily because the Muslims... In the Quran it is told them that there is their mission literally to destroy the Jews really to destroy all infidels or slay the infidel uh, particularly starting with the Jew if they if they were able to kill all the Jews which they never will they would just come after us the gentiles next and they do that anyway to a certain extent but it's commanded that they do this in their unholy book called the Quran it's part of their religion. And just because all Muslims aren't doing it doesn't mean they're not commanded to do it in the Quran. I watched an interview the other night where uh, they interviewed this uh, Muslim that had been implicated in. Uh, I don't know if he had something to do with this whole New York bombing or was related to that somehow. I'm not sure. But the bottom line is. They interviewed this man, and he flat out said on national TV, it is our job to terrorize the Jews and the Gentiles, the, all non-believers in Islam. It is our job to persecute them. And he flat I mean, you know what though? I wasn't mad at that guy, because he was honest. At least he was an honest Muslim. Most of A lot of these Muslims, oh no, we're a religion of peace. No, they're not. They're anything but a religion of peace. They're a religion of death and hell. Their God is Allah, the moon God. It's not the God of the Bible. And, and I've done a whole study, I've done several studies on the, on the Muslims. Okay, Now, that doesn't mean I think that the Jews are perfect and that they just get to go to heaven because of the blood that goes through their veins. A subject, a lot of people believe that's called ethnic salvation. Or like John Hagee's went to that really, really far extreme to take that, you know, position. I'm I'm not going to go there either. I'm not going to give money to rebuild the temple when Jesus Christ did away with all that. He was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. But we also know the temple has to be rebuilt in order for Scripture to be fulfilled in the end times. So, I'm not going to... I know it has to happen, but I'm sure not going to give money to build the temple. You know, the the whole thing is having balance regarding that subject. I've gotten into this so many times on so many levels, but um, just to reiterate that a little bit there. So, getting back to the article, Obama's told several European leaders that if the Israeli-Palestinian talks remain stalemated, into September October he'll convene an international summit to achieve. It. In other words, they're going to try to force. And again, there can be no peace, according to the Quran. Uh, every time Israel would give them anything, it would never be good enough. They're just trying to take as much as much as much as they can, so that ultimately they can bomb Israel out of existence. Okay, and I understand again. There's a Zionist.ic synagogue of Satan portion of the Jews, of the Illuminati, that are very wicked, and you'll get no debate from me about that, Okay, but it's a, it's a group effort regarding Satan's agenda. He's at the top. He's got his fallen angels. He's got his demons, his devils. His, they're the ones really at the top. So you can sit here and you can just focus in on the Vatican, or you can just focus in on the Zionists, or you can just focus in on the Rothschilds or the Illuminati, Or the Freemasons. But you know what? It's a worldwide, global, really cosmic conspiracy if you think about it where it really starts at, which is Satan. He's the one governing those various factions. Yeah, true. One may be above another. Maybe the Vatican's above the Freemasons, or whatever. You know what? The fact remains is that it's one big group effort. And let's not get our eyes just totally keyed in on one area to the exclusion of all the others. Because I'll be honest, a lot of ministries tend to do that. They just tend to focus in on just the Vatican, or just the Freemasons, or just the Illuminati. If If you were going to focus in on one organization, you would probably want to focus on the Illuminati. Because most likely they're really truly the ones at the very top. These 13 families that control the earth. But then somebody can come back and say, no, no, you're wrong. It's the va- Okay, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about all that. The fact remains is that it's all wickedness, and they're all working to move us toward a one-world religious system, a one-world political system, a one-world economic system called the New World Order. So, anyway, this goes on to say, the officials said that the conference would be run by the Quartet of Middle East Peacemakers, who are the United States the European Union, the United Nations, and Russia, in a bid to forge a united global front for creating a Palestinian state. Now, is there any place on the planet where the world is so concerned about making sure a country, this tiny little sliver of a country known as Israel, is there any place on earth where all the nations are converging to make sure that that one little tiny nation gives up more land and that another race of hostile people that are bent on their destruction, that, is there any place on earth that that's going on? There was no, There's no place on earth where that would be tolerated. How, I mean, do you think they'd be tolerated in America? To establish, I mean, let's say... If you had some type of similar situation, and you had a faction that was absolutely bent on the destruction of America, okay, which really the Muslims are to to a large extent. I mean, as long as they can take over, That, that wouldn't be tolerated. But it is when it comes to Israel. It is, you know, it's like it's like nobody thinks about that. This this isn't done any other place on the planet. Why is everybody so concerned about Israel and and them giving up more land and the Palestinian state and these peace talks when there never ever can be peace between the Muslims and the Jews in Israel? It's never going to happen, ever. Proven time and time and time again. if, If they're going by the Quran, it can't happen is the bottom line. But there's all this unbelievable pressure to create this Palestinian state within Israel. Like, that's going to fix anything. It's never going to fix nothing. It is important to watch events in Israel, for both the scriptures and the Illuminati plan say that Israel is the key to the timing of end time events. See, it's not only the Bible that's saying that, but it's the Illuminati plan. They also know that the devil knows this, But in his deluded state, he thinks that that he's going to change what the Bible's already set in stone. Or at least, he wants his followers to think that. He's a defeated foe. Deep down, he's got to know the truth. Maybe he self-deluded himself into thinking that that he's going to change the ultimate outcome. Where him, and unfortunately all those that are unsaved, his devils, demons, fallen angels, are all going to ultimately be thrown into the lake of fire. Maybe he thinks he's going to change that. I don't know. The fact remains is misery loves company, and he wants as many people to get into the lake of fire with him as possible. And I'm talking about even after hell. So, um, they both know that Israel is the key to the timing of the end-time events. However, this issue is de- of dividing Israel is a separate proposition, a development which God not only foretold, but promised devastating physical judgment upon the nations who forced Israel to divide. Please take a moment to read the expose, which we posted four years ago, entitled, God Threatens End Time Judgment Against the Nations Who Divide Israel's Land. There's a little link you can click on here now with Cutting Edge. They do charge a subscription fee. I can't do anything about that, but it's like 25 a year, and I, I believe it's well worth it. And that doesn't mean I agree with every single thing that Cutting Edge believes in, okay? There's no ministry out there that all of us are ever going to get on the same page and agree about every single thing. It's not going to happen. Okay. But there are certain things I think they do a very good job of um, you know, getting into and breaking down. One fact we have always pointed out is the wording of the prophecy of the Palestinian state in Isaiah 34.12. Reading, quote, They shall call its nobles to proclaim the kingdom, but nothing shall be there, and all of its princes shall be no more. The word they refers to the leaders of the end time Edomites, those of Edom, who are today's Palestinians. Now, this is Cutting Edge's take on this, and I'm not saying I'm, you know, absolutely 100% sold out to what they're saying here, but it is a very interesting uh, point they bring up here. This prophecy simply states that the leader shall declare a kingdom, but that none shall actually rise. Thus, when the Palestinian President Abbas began to speak of a unilateral Palestinian declaration of a Palestinian state, we set up to take notice, because such declaration could be the fulfillment of the verse we just read, Isaiah 34:12. Now, President Obama himself takes up the mantle of a unilateral declaration of a Palestinian state, led by the foretold four Gentile nations who, shall, who will try to divide Israel. Where we see that, Zechariah 1 18 through 19, which reads Then lifted up mine eyes and saw, and behold, four horns. And I said unto the angel that talked with me, What be these? And he answered me, These are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. These four horns were the ones that scattered Judah, Israel, uh, Israel, and Jerusalem. Cutting Edge goes on to say, the infamous Quartet of Nations, the U.S., the European Union, the United Nations, and Russia, were formed several years ago with the ultimate intent of forcing the division of Israel between the Jews and the Palestinians. While Quartet activity has faded in the last couple of years, we can see that President Obama intends to use the Quartet as a means by which to achieve the partition of Biblical Israel. But there's a more shocking truth to the prophecy. In the segment, we see that, quote, the four horns, or these four nations, or four factions almost, were originally foretold to be Gentile nations. Now, before we get into that, let's read the next verse in Zechariah, because we've already read Zechariah 1, 18, 19. What's the next verse? Now, cutting edge left this out, but when I read this article, I wasn't satisfied with their explanation. I went in and really dug into... They left out this one verse, and I really dug into the remaining verses, and I think it makes a lot more sense um, after digging into this. The next verse reads... Well, here, let me let me just read the whole thing. 18 through 19. Then I lifted up mine eyes, and I saw, behold, four horns. And I said unto the angel that talk with me, What be these? And he answered me, These are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Next verse. And the Lord showed me four carpenters. (laughs) You think, what? The Lord showed me four carpenters? Yep. And now, bear with me. One thing you have to understand is, notice that the four carpenters are separate and distinct from the four horns. They're not the same thing as the four horns. They're different. Okay, four horns. There's also four carpenters. That word "carpenters," I wanted to look at the etymology uh, etymology of the word uh, in Hebrew, and it's translated um, in Strong's H two seven nine six from the word "charash," and I'm looking at the biblical usage of that word. Okay, and the. Um, The use here in this particular portion of scripture is, the underlying meaning is, skillful to destroy, warriors, artificers, artificers of destruction. An artificer is like uh, somebody that can create, these are artificers of actual destruction. They create destruction. They're skillful to destroy. They're warriors. Now it can also mean a craftsman or an artisan or an engraver. But it doesn't that that meaning would make no sense in regard to this verse. And you'll see why. Um, now, it's also used in Ezekiel 2131, this word. And it's I'll read it to you, and I will pour out my indignation upon thee. I will blow against thee in the fire of my wrath, and deliver, um, get this, deliver thee into the hand of brutish men and skillful. That word "skillful" is the same word that's translated carpenter in what we just read to destroy. Okay, in this particular sense, this is skillful to destroy warriors, artificer of destruction. Now let's read the next verse. After the Bible says, and the Lord showed me four carpenters. Verse 21, then said I, what come these to do? In other words, what come these carpenters to do? And we know that these carpenters are skillful to destroy artificers of destruction. And he spake, saying, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, so that no man did lift up his head. But these, meaning the carpenters, are come to fray them. Now, that word fray, in this sense, again, I looked this up, is to drive in terror, to rout, as an army routs another army. Okay? These are come to fray them. The carpenters are come to fray the horns, to drive them out, to rout them, in other words. To cast out the horns of the Gentiles, and it reiterates it there, which lifted up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter it. Now, hopefully, does that make sense to you now? Okay. So, anyway, um, these carpenters again. I don't know if they're angels. It seems like that would be, you know, if, if the Lord Jesus Christ is going to defend Israel, well, he can send his power. He can send powerful angels, and this is, may have been how they were represented here. Okay. Now, again, we see through a glass but darkly, but then face to face. So it's not like you're going to be able to say. You know, some of these um, interpretations of scripture, it's hard to be absolutely 100% dogmatic, but from what I could gather, it seemed like a pretty plausible explanation. And I've never heard these verses went over before, really. So the news story may be the most important prophetic development in a good many years. For the first time ever, a major political figure on the global stage, the President of the United States, is calling for an international summit controlled by the Quartet for the express purpose of creating a Palestinian state, or at least proclaiming one. Um, and then they have a note here. David Brennan presents strong evidence that the four horns foretold in Zechariah one 18 through 18-21 to be scattering Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem, all the four nations of the quartet. As the nations of the world gather to remove the Jew from portions of God's holy land, this international group dubbed as the Quartet, meaning the four nations, is leading the effort. And the same prophetic scripture warns of God's judgment against those nations attempting to divide Israel. And guess what? If you live in the U.S. or any of these nations, (coughs) you know, the judgment is going to fall on them. And again, it's been documented over and over and over again. Here's a new book here called God's Omen, that Cutting Edge is selling, and I give you all the links for that, where, again, they're going over all these documented times where we have pressured Israel to give up land or do something like that, and all of a sudden we get all this judgment on us. I mean, we're doing that right now. Look what just happened up in Nashville with that flood. And look at the Gulf War disaster here. Now, I understand the Gulf, not the Gulf War, but I mean the uh, the Gulf oil spill and these types of things. Um you can go over and over and over. And I understand with the oil spill, we got into that. There's probably a whole lot more to that. But the fact remains is, is that is a very bad, bad thing going on there in the Gulf. And um, it's going to affect adversely a lot of Americans and in, in a lot of different ways. So, um, let's see here. And I give you the link there to God's Omen. And then... They have a little update here. It said a good modern example of God's protective omen working to bring disaster upon those nations who are active in the plan to divide Israel can be seen in the forced withdrawal of the Jews, of all the Jews from the Gaza Strip by Prime Minister Sharon. Working under the pressure of this quartet of nations led by the United States, Prime Minister Sharon forcibly pulled all the Jewish citizens from the Gaza Strip so that the Palestinian citizens could take full control of the Strip. I mean, could you imagine that? You have this avowed enemy that is bent on your total destruction and and you're trying to make deals with them? It's like making a deal with the devil. It's never going to work out good. It's never going to be enough. Well, that's what he did. And he was the prime minister. Sharon began his forced withdrawal on August 14th, 2005, and he completed it on August 21st, 2005. So a week it took him. Hurricane Katrina formed on August 23rd, which was two days after that was over, and slammed into the city of New Orleans August 29th through 31st, 2005. Katrina was one of the five most deadly hurricanes in American history and virtually destroyed much of New Orleans. Today, five years later, much of New Orleans is still devastated and may never be rebuilt. And this is just one of the many, 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 many stories. It's hard to to argue with facts and documentation. If you can prove something, it should be reproducible. Well, if there was anything that was reproducible, this is. There was another guy that wrote a book about a Koenig, uh, and I've talked about that in in other studies, and there was another guy that wrote a a book about this. Easily verifiable, these things. Uh, Let's go further here. Uh, This story illustrates how God's protective omen works for Israel uh, and against those who put pressure on Israeli leaders to capitulate on the plan to divide God's Holy Land. Even more interestingly is what occurred to Prime Minister Sharon just days after he obeyed the Gentile Quartet of Nations Masters and ordered the forced eviction of the Jewish people from the Gaza Strip. Do you know what happened to him? On January 4th, 2006... Prime Minister Sharon suffered a major stroke and is today, to this very day, in a vegetative state. God's judgment fell upon Ariel Sharon rather quickly after he helped the Illuminati divide and scatter the Gaza Strip. God, God, help America today, as we have one of the most anti-Israeli presidents in our history, who is beginning to oppose Israel on many, many levels. Okay, and I, again, I understand Israel has a lot of the. Bad Zionist guys at the at the leadership positions. Synagogue of Satan. They call themselves Jews, but they are the Synagogue of Satan. I'm not, deba- I'm not debating that. I'm not saying that's not a fact. We're talking about dividing the land, though, of the Jews in, in Israel. We're not even. I'm not talking about the Zionists. I'm talking about dividing this land, which is like the linchpin. Israel is like the linchpin of so much of the stuff. Uh, in the book of Daniel and Revelation regarding end time events and prophecies. So, this is what we're talking about. So, please don't confuse the issues here. Uh, Next article is, Obama is to put Israel in Middle East crosshairs. In an attempt to launch an indirect talks between Israel and Palestinians, the U.S. has given private assurances that it would consider not using its veto power against the U.N. Security Council condemnation's of any new significant settlement activity. A Palestinian source quoted by a UK paper said David Hale, who is a deputy in the U.S. Middle East Envoy, um, and George Mitchell, told the Palestinian Authority, President Mahmoud Abbas, last week that if there was significantly provocative settlement activity, including East Jerusalem, Washington may consider allowing resolutions censuring Israel to pass. Meanwhile in an interview I'm sorry, this isn't this particular paragraph was not written very well. Um meanwhile in an interview with the Chinese news agency on Wednesday, Abbas claimed the US has vowed to stop any provocative activities by Israel in a bid to resume Middle East peace talks. Now that last sentence really says it all this um Muslim-Palestinian uh, source here, President, Palestinian Authority, President Mahoud Abbas, has said and claimed that the U.S. has vowed to stop any provocative activities by Israel in a bid to resume Middle East peace talks. In other words, they're going to they're try to block them. Now remember, I have reported in previous weeks that the U.S. is actually acting on behalf of the Palestinian Authority now. It's like they're acting like, okay, we'll negotiate with Israel. We'll act like we're the Muslims, is essentially what they're doing. And we'll try to negotiate a peace. That, it, And again, it's all garbage. It's never They're never going to have peace. It's never, ever going to be enough. It's just a, a tool of Satan, is all it is, to gain control over this area so that certain... Prophetic, end-time scriptures cannot be fulfilled. Satan's always trying to block what the Bible clearly predicts. That is why he has his followers, particularly in this case the, the Palestinians and the Muslims, Okay, that is why he has them so bent and so obsessed on the destruction of the Jews and on taking over Jerusalem. Because if he was able to pull that off somehow... They're, you know, the Bible could not be fulfilled. So, if you want to know the real reason why this is all taking place, that is why. Because Satan has put it in their hearts for this. They don't even realize they're serving Satan. They think they're serving Allah. Allah is just a moon god, most likely a fallen angel that serves Satan. That's all it is. So, again, if you really want to boil it down, that's the, that's the source of all this. Another article relating to this. Following harsh statements against the Obama administration, Jerusalem mayor Near Barkat's request to meet with Hillary Hillary Clinton was denied. The U.S. administration rejected Jerusalem mayor's request to meet uh, with Secretary of State Clinton and Special Middle East Envoy George Mitchell. Barack Barkat, I'm sorry, who is visiting Washington. Now, this is the Jerusalem mayor, continued his attacks on the U.S. government Wednesday, further embarrassing the Netanyahu government. Well, the guy's probably just speaking truth. You know, he's just calling, telling what's going on, I would imagine. In an interview with MSNBC, the mayor said Israeli officials are uncertain about what, US, about what the U.S. attempts to signal. He added that he termed bad American proposals will be futile in resolving Middle East conflict. Well, amen. <laughs> None of this none of this is going to work out good for for the Jews all these middle eastern you know concessions and things of this nature to give up more land in the interview barkot said his positions on jerusalem issue are identical to prime minister netanyahu's views however an israeli official expressed anger at the mayor's conduct at such a sensitive period of time between the U.S. and Israel. I just, what I can't ever get over about all this is what right do we have to go to Israel and tell them to give up anything? I mean, it'd be like, you know, the Sudan coming to, to to America or something similar and saying, okay, you've got to do this. Or the whole world coming against America and saying, you've got to do this. You've got to give up this land. What right do you have to tell us to do with the land that we possess? What, what right? But, you know, they do that all the time. Now, there's a note here. This is from Raiders News Network. It said, It isn't just the U.S. government and Obama who are turning anti-Israel. You would be surprised by the number of well-known so-called alternative news sites, some of the biggest, that have censored Raiders News Network over the last couple years because we have refused to join or to promote their covert attacks on Israel. Now, see, Raiders News Network, cutting edge... They haven't fallen for that. There's a lot of ministries out there right now that absolutely, in in kind of a covert way, are absolutely against anything Israel. And they're literally on the side of the Palestinians. And what does that do? That puts them on the side of the Muslims. Oh, no, they're really the victims. Yeah, right. They're the victims. Okay. Now, I've done tons and tons of studies on this and this and that. I don't even want to go down the trail again. But I have seen a ton of this in the last... But And then you have the ministries that go way, way, way overboard. And particularly the Hebrew roots ones. So guys like John Hagee. Where they're like, they want to be a Jew. If they could be one, they want to be one. The Bible says, if you are Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Okay, so the, while I'm not a bloodline Jew, I am as a, as a wild olive uh, branch grafted into the natural tree. But I'm not supposed to boast against the natural vines, this is in the book of Romans, which are the Jews. Okay, It's very important to maintain biblical balance regarding this whole subject. And there's a lot of ministries out there, they've gone off the opposite end of the spectrum. Where they believe Israel can do no wrong and and everything is, you know, okay, let's not quite go there either because yes, they do have a lot of Zionistic synagogue of Satan types leading their government. And ultimately, they're going to be instrumental in bringing about, um, well, we'll see how it all turns out. But, just to maintain some biblical balance regarding the subject here. But anyway, they've noticed that... um, in the last couple of years, a lot of these different ministries are, are, uh, are against uh, like Raiders News Network or Cutting Edge because they've refused to join or promote their covert attack on Israel. Uh, and then they give you a little um, link here. I give you a link here. You can go and explore that information further. Here's another article. Uh, Monday, nearly 11 months after addressing the Muslim war from Cairo, President Obama delivered a major speech to Muslims in this country. President Obama delivered a major speech to Muslims in this country, but his audience was a group of entrepreneurs, investors, and educators from more than 50 countries where Muslims are a majority of the population. The speech launched a two-day summit aimed at expanding business ties between the U.S. and the Muslim world. Why would you want business ties with Muslims in the U.S. when they're the main ones that have perpetrated at least in the media, the terrorism against America. Why would you want to encourage that when you know what the Quran says, that they are commanded to slay and kill the infidel? Just because they don't do it in America quite yet, it's because they're, they haven't grown to enough population where they can get away with it. If you would have listened to my studies in the past, there was one time I did a study where we talked about how when the percentage of Muslims are like, two to three percent, they do this. And then when it goes up to five, they do this. And then when it goes up to eight, they do this. And they keep taking more and more and more, and they keep doing more and more and more overt things to force themselves upon that particular nation. We just haven't arrived there quite yet in America, where we're really seeing their fangs. But anywhere else where the Muslims have maintained any kind of majority, oh, you'll see... You'll see their true colors real quick. those, those um, demonstrations that they had, the London peace demonstrations, those were nice. They were marching through the streets, the Muslims with you know signs and i, I, I show you this in the word attachment I've got on this on the Muslim. you know behead all those that uh, I don't know. Don't like Allah, or you know, something to that regard. You know, slay the infidel, this and that. I mean, they're they're marching right out in their peace demonstration, basically calling for the annihilation of anybody who's not a Muslim. That's okay. That's okay. We'll we'll turn the other way. We won't we won't look at that. That's politically incorrect because you know they have they have uh, freedom of speech and religion. And yet, a Christian uh, pastor, you know, over in England, just got thrown in jail because he said something against a homosexual. You know, homosexual police officer just happened to be on the scene. You know, threw the guy in jail. Can't say anything as a Christian. You got to just keep your mouth shut. Muslims can go around and threaten to kill everybody, slay, them, and we just turn the other way. Why? Because Satan's using them, and the world government's using them to bring us into a new world order. They're going to use the supposed terror or whatever events they're going to stage, false flag, nuclear event, or whatever, and and maybe blame it on the Muslims, they're going to be used for that particular thing. To advance the agenda of the New World Order. That's all this is about. Okay, So, please understand they're being used by the New World Order to advance the New World Order's agenda. And again, the 33rd degree motto of the Freemason... Scottish Rite Freemason is Ordo Ab Chaos, which means Order Out of Chaos. They're going to use the chaos that the Muslims promote, and a lot of times we're working in a lot, in a big way, working with them. And all you have to do is look into the 9/11 event to know that. I mean, just go up to the to the internet and do a keyword search for 9/11 loose change. It's probably one of the best exposés I've ever seen on 9/11. And there's so much evidence to prove that that was an inside job. But who do we blame it on? Oh, we blame it on the terrorists with box cutters who somehow, you know, got on these planes with, and, you know, took over everything with box cutters, had this coordinated event. We didn't have any planes in the sky to do anything about it, and flew these jets into uh, the World Trade Centers with absolute total precision. When, when airplane pilots say that if they had years and years of training, they couldn't have pulled that off. I mean, it's one thing after another. They've, they've totally proven that those buildings were rigged with thermite. That was a controlled demolition. I mean, if you've ever watched controlled demolitions, the, the buildings fall down in their own footprint. One plane ramming into a building like that could not cause that to happen. It is impossible. The jet fuel doesn't burn hot enough to melt steel. And it's not. And if it did, it would have only melted one floor, and we're talking, the World Trade Center's how many floors? doesn't make any sense. They fell into their own footprint. The thermite, which was the, the charges that they used to control, it was a controlled demolition to destroy those buildings, was found all in the wreckage. It was it was a, I mean it was one of the biggest scams ever, probably the the most overt, I believe, scam that has ever been perpetuated on America. I would say. So much. Just key and loose change nine eleven and you know, I've got a whole work I've got a whole file on it. If you want to email me, I'll send it to you. Um it's so overwhelming. I don't even want to debate anybody. It's it's just just look at the facts. Uh he that judgeth the matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. I never had anyone come back to me and and be able and the the whole Pentagon thing that happened that day, same deal. You know. Anyway, let's go further here. Uh, okay, so Obama has yet to deliver a major speech to the American Muslim community, and yet Muslim leaders in the U.S. say relations with the White House have never been better. I bet. I bet. They've never been better. At the same time, some conservatives say the White House sensitivity to issues um, that might offend Muslims is Um, compromising U.S. security. In Cairo, Obama said, quote, let there be no doubt, Islam is part of America. End of quote. I mean, that is one sick statement. But the post-9-11 America, it remains a politically sensitive part. Representative Peter King of New York says, the fact is we are fighting terrorism today, but terrorism is coming primarily from the Muslim world and the Muslim community. Well, you know, we got a little bit of truth there. And uh, that's what, it's so unbelievable, is because these terrorist events happen, and they happen all over the world, and yet we continue to to totally... Can you imagine if it was Christians doing this? Oh my word, we would all be in prison if we gave them one 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 one-hundredth of the reason that the Muslims have overtly, proudly given... What a double standard that this whole thing is we could never get away with it. And, and, and we're not supposed to we're not supposed to act the way these Muslims act. we're not biblically speaking, okay We utter one word about you know homosexual guys locked up. Muslims can go and you know blow things up, kill people, do all manner of evil because the Quran condones it oh, it's okay, you know, we, we forget it, it's like the media forgets about it the day it happens. There's no connection here, you know, between that and evil, I guess. So this goes on to say, that kind of thinking makes the public White House outreach to American Muslims politically risky, and perhaps for that reason the Obama's administration outreach has been quiet and conducted by presidential aides. But there has been much outreach to them. That's the point. Next article. Um, Events may be setting the stage for the prophesied destruction of Syria's capital, Damascus. Um, The destruction of Damascus and the annihilation of the Palestinian people and they have an article on that subject, this is cutting edge, may be the impetus which allows Israel to expand to all the land God uh, promised Israel. Last week, Western intelligence warned that Syria... May have transferred Scud missiles from its arsenal to Hezbollah in Lebanon. Such a move would greatly aggravate war tensions between Israel and her northern neighbor. And this is a news article entitled Secretary of State Clinton Warns Syria's Provocation May Plunge Middle East Into War. It's from April 30th from Horez News. Syrian President Bashar Assad is pursuing dangerous policies that could unleash war in the Middle East. U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton warned on Thursday night in a speech to the American Jewish community in Washington. Clinton said the serious transfer of weapons to Hezbollah militants in Lebanon risked throwing the region into instability. Um, It would have a profoundly destabilizing effect on the region. Syria, of course, denied that she had transferred any such weapons to Hezbollah, but that did not stop the American-Israeli officials from uh, talking about the war rhetoric. Then suddenly the focus of the debate shifted to Iran. And this is from another article entitled "Iran Sows Syrian Fear of War with Israel." From April twenty second, from Arab News, Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu accused arch-foe, the arch foe of Iran on Thursday of misleading Syrian leaders that the lie with the lie that Syria could soon come under attack by Israel. The only the, the times that Israel has to strike back is when they're hit. And then they have to defend themselves or send a message. And I've I've said this before. Israel occupies this tiny, tiny sliver of land in the the Middle East. The Middle East is 640 times of the lands called Arab. 640 times her size. And they've given up more and more land. They've given up more and more land. And it's never enough. They always want more. And they act like Israel's expansionists. When Israel is the one that's given up land, is only the other lands are 640 times her size, and yet everybody c- accuses Israel of doing all this evil. And again, I know that there's evil people at the top of the government scheme there, but it doesn't add up when you look at it from that standpoint. Uh, The remarks appeared aimed at fueling war talks stoked by the April 10th Kuwaiti newspaper report endorsed by some Israeli officials, but but denied by Damascus that Syria had supplied Scud missiles to Iranian-backed Hezbollah. Uh, War talk is permeating the entire Middle East region right now. When you throw the false public rhetoric against Iran's supposed nuclear threat into the mix, you have a boiling cauldron of rumors of wars, as the Bible talks about, Matthew 24 which could easily erupt one day soon into real war. The kind of war in which the Bible warns in places like Joel 3, where it says, Joel 3, 9, Prepare war, make up, wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near, let them come up. War is drawing near. Soon God shall radically redraw the political landscape in the entire Middle East area. With tiny Israel sitting on top of the heap. Bill Salius says greater Israel is coming whether the nations of the world like it or not. In other words, when we turn her back on Israel, most likely that is exactly when God's going to really come to her aid. And this is going to be part of the process of their eyes becoming open. The Bible says that blindness apart has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile come in. I believe that's probably going to coincide roughly with the time of the start of the tribulation. And the emphasis is going to shift more back on to the Jews from a prophetic revelation book of Daniel sense. Okay. Uh, Bill Salius in his book, and this is he wrote a book that I you give you the link to both the Israel Omen and this other book. It's called Isra Israelistine. It's kind of a hard The Ancient Blueprints of the Future Middle East. And he wrote a book uh, and he's saying Greater Israel's coming whether the nations of the world like it or not. Soon we Bible-believing Christians shall have a new reason to trumpet God's omnipotence, which will be recently fulfilled prophecy. Okay, so, next article. We're going to totally shift gears here. And probably this is a good place to stop for part one, and we'll get into into a totally different uh, study in part two. So, God bless you, and we'll see you in the next part